we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alert for August 17th, 2020. Uh, today, kind of typically more content than I can most likely possibly cover. Uh, but I'm going to try to get through as much of this as I can. Uh, a lot of breaking information, insane information. I'm going to go ahead and just start us off with uh, rotating the prayers that we've been praying. Prayer to neutralize occult rituals. And um, again, it's always good to do like a Lord's prayer type in order to be right with the Lord. You, you want to be right with the Lord. You want to have your sins confessed. You want to be right with the Lord. And that's not just praying the Lord's prayer makes you that way. There's other, a lot of other factors that can hinder prayers. And I've went into that before. You can just key in um, really praying or prayers in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com and regarding um, <clears throat> just that subject where we get into all facets of it. Some of the older teachings that I've done, but just still is applicable today. So you want to do that first <clears throat> and uh, put on the full armor of God because when you start engaging in these types of prayers against the enemy, which really we need to be, and very few Christians are, <clears throat> you're most likely going to get blowback from that. And that's how you know you're over the target is when you're getting the flack. So... That would be normal to experience that to a certain extent. And that's a good thing, actually. I mean, that no, then you know you're actually accomplishing something in the spiritual realm, typically. A lot of Christians, in other words, don't do any of that ever. It's more of a, let's just say your common 501c3 church lukewarm type of existence, and they don't really engage the enemy ever. And they're not even on the enemy's radar <clears throat> so a lot of them are probably to a certain extent kind of left alone by satan to a certain extent and i'm not saying all but satan's going to go against the ones that are causing him trouble that, that are actually creating havoc in his kingdom and that's what these prayers are designed to do so i'm going to go ahead and start us off here beloved holy savior and master lord jesus you are the sacrifice the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth seated at the right hand of God the Father, we honor your sacrifice on the cross, your resurrection, your transfiguration that was volunteered for our salvation. We worship you, exalt you, and magnify your name above every other name. You are sovereign, supreme over all. You are worthy. You alone are worthy. We pledge our faith and love to serve you alone forever. We claim your word, James 4, 7, which says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And also 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We come in the authority given to us uh, in Jesus Christ. We cover ourselves with the blood of the Lamb and our families. We place a hedge of warring angels and flaming swords of fire around us and our families continuously. We put on the whole armor of God. We lift our shields of faith to interlock, standing foot to foot and shoulder to shoulder, a solid wall that cannot be breached or penetrated. We resist and renounce Satan, the God of this earth. We rise to war in the spirit, the Holy Spirit, against witchcraft, occult maneuvers, and devices sent against your will and the body of Christ. We ask that you dispatch legions of your warring angels in full battle array, fiery, draw, fiery swords drawn to enforce our petitions and intercessory prayers. Rout your enemies on all fronts. Turn their hatred, anger, accusations, conflict, arrogance, and wicked schemes upon themselves so that they become caught in their own snares and fall into the pits that they have dug and intended for others. We nullify, dismantle, 
cancel and oppose every satanic operation, scheme, maneuver, and strategy. Cause secret plans, agendas, and motivations of the enemy to be revealed for everyone to see. We decree and declare what these evil people meant what these evil people meant for evil that you will turn it around and use it for the good of your people we close every evil portal that has been opened by them we break every curse hex vex spell enchantment decree spoken or unspoken sent against the body of christ and your intercessors by every witch warlock satanist sorcerer voodoo priest shaman brujo bruja soothsayer medium coven and every minion of the devil working iniquity and send it back upon their own heads sevenfold that they may repent and turn from their evil ways. Lord Jesus, reveal your love to them. Show them the truth about who we are serving and their eternal destination if they continue in their present path. Open their minds and ears and ear open their minds, eyes and ears to receive supernatural insight and knowledge to understand the truth of the gospel. Bring them to salvation. We seal this prayer by the blood of the lamb and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Okay, so now we're going to uh, go right into the study here. Just, again, just a ton to cover today. I wanted to touch upon this because it's been breaking in the last few days uh, from Mike Adams. Millie Weaver wasn't arrested. She was abducted by the deep state and is being held for possible interrogation. Plus more updates. Now, I, I've let this simmer for, a, I don't know, It's this was on Friday. Uh, I don't know, about a few days here at this point. I mean, the report came out on Friday. And, um, which I believe this probably took place on Thursday. And uh, this does not appear to be a hoax. This does not appear to be some kind of stage thing. She's in jail. There's footage of her, or uh, pictures of her in jail, or at least one picture where she's doing the, um, uh, I, I, she was with her counselor and there, they photograph her and the other lady that's implicated in this in jail they're in their full prison garb the whole nine yards in ohio uh <clears throat> it says we are living now in an era characterized by total collapse of rule of law the deep state is run by lawless treasonous criminals who will do anything to silence critics and whistleblowers and when millie weaver or millennial millie began releasing a new documentary film today called shadowgate the deep state went into action yeah the timing was pretty you know uh crazy according to deep state to deep background sources millie weaver was abducted by the deep state operators today and is being held under the false authority of deep state operatives she was not arrested by any lawful process there was no legitimate grand jury indictment understand that this is a fast-moving story and new information may help clarify the story as details unfold i was just listening to the most recent thing on alex jones uh, with the lady that's working with Millie, and it's suffice it to say, it's a mess. Okay, it, it it's but it sounds like what they did to her was beyond unlawful and beyond unconstitutional. Uh, and it looks like they're going after her kids now, potentially. CPS is they're saying may take her kids tomorrow. Which again, this is what this is what this is all about. This is what I've been warning about for years. They, they come to take you, to make an example of you, at least initially. And then what they do is they go after your kids if you've got them. Which then they can really strong arm you. And, and I've said this before, when, when this stuff starts to go down with, let's say, foreign troops on our soil or martial law or whatever, and they come to your door, they're going to separate you and your family. This is what we've been saying. Now, I'm not saying God can't protect you. I'm not saying that, that this situation is too big for God. 
And this is why you want to be as right with the Lord Jesus Christ as possible. And pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. Jesus said to do that. And this was specifically spoken in Luke 21 in regard to where Jesus is talking about uh, really the trip, the, 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 the end times that we're, that we're moving into right now. Um, he was doing uh, like a, a teaching on this. And I'll just back up a little bit. Luke 21, 34, and take heed to yourselves, Jesus, Jesus talking, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness. Surfeiting is like partying, okay? And drunkenness and the cares of this life, which there's more now cares of this life than you could, you know, imagine because of how complicated life has become in this day and age that we live in. And so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell upon the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. And that's something you really should add into your, your prayers. Um, because he says pray always that ye may be accounted worthy. This isn't something where it's self-centered. Jesus Christ is saying to do this. It's particularly regarding the days and times we're moving into. Okay, um, and again, you really look at Luke 21 for the full context, which I mean, if you back up to like verse 25, and there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the seas and waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then they shall see the son of man coming in the cloud with the power and his glory. Now this, I believe, is at the end of the tribulation. Okay. Um, and when these things come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. So there's definitely a, uh, a, whatever you want to call it, a rapture of the church at that point. Now, some people believe in the pre-trib, but you also have to believe in the post-trib as well in order to believe in the pre-trib because there, there's definitely going to be a, a catching away at the end. And we could go into a full study and I've done a full study on that. Just key and rapture, pre-trib versus post-trib. And I don't want to get into this big, gigantic debate over that. I am going to read a letter I got this week from somebody. And I'm, I'm going to go into the subject a little bit today as well. But I'm not here to create enemies with people that are pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, or pre-wrath. Uh, a lot of people split fellowship over that. I refuse to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, we the Bible says that we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. I don't think anybody's got everything all figured out, okay? And at the end of the day, you could say, well, a lot of people say they're pan-trib because it's all going to pan out in the end, that type of thing. So I am going to get into the subject today because of what I, I believe a lot of my listeners are seeing as a fruit of the legions of people that are believing in the pre-trib rapture what it's producing okay and again this isn't about a debate on pre-trib versus post i've already done that i put that online i've stated my position okay and I, this is something that was pre-trib for years but that's all i ever knew okay that's all i was ever taught in all fairness um but 
again, I'm not going to let that be something where, I, oh, I'm not going to associate with that person anymore because they're pre-trib or they're mid-trib or pro I, I, no, 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 no. There's enough to divide us. I'm not going to let that. The, it, the, to me, that's not a, a salvation type of, it, it's not like we're going into the thing of, well, you're just putting out rank heresy and, and it's some other other gospel where the Bible talks about and let that person be a curse if you're, they're presenting another gospel. No, there's, there's things in the Bible that, you know, obviously not everybody has the full comprehension of everything the Bible says in Daniel and Revelations about the end times. Not everybody's got that all nailed down, you know? And, and um, so I just, I kind of wanted to say that, but going back to this, this is definitely in, in regard to the tribulation period in the, and I would also say in the end times, leading in, into the end times. So it says, um, watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all things that shall come to pass and to stand before the son of man. Okay. Um, and so that's something that we should be doing actively. The Bible also says in 2 Thessalonians 1.11, Wherefore we also, also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and then the work of faith with power. So you always have to kind of ask yourself too, because the Bible says if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Okay, so if you don't want to be judged by God every single day, judge, and I don't mean like, oh, I'm a horrible person and I'm this and I'm that. That's, that's negative affirmations, okay? The Bible says I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Those are, we should be trying to build ourselves up in our most holy faith, okay? And, and the Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance, these types of things. And it's hard to do because it's so dark. It's hard to do. So I don't mean when the Bible says if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. That doesn't mean going around speaking negative things because your words are power. You don't want to speak negative things over yourself constantly. Oh, I'm a horrible Christian. I'm this. Because that's basically you're going to affirm as a man speaketh, so is he, the Bible says. Now, listen, I'm as guilty of this as anybody. I, I you know, I, I, I have to fight this myself quite a bit, saying negative things about myself. Um, because I think I'm about the sorriest Christian that ever walked the earth, you know? Um, so when the Bible, when Paul said, oh, what a wretch of a man that I am, who should deliver me from the body of this death? The things that I should do, I don't do. And the things that I shouldn't do, I do. Okay. I can relate to that. Okay. Um, we all sin and come short of the glory of God, essentially. Uh, so, but the Bible does say in 2 Thessalonians 1.11, Wherefore also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling. So you have a calling. Okay? We all have different callings in the body of Christ. And they're different. And that's why you don't ever judge another person, you know, based on, well, I'm doing more than you for God or whatever. No, 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 no. No. The Bible says, can the finger say to the eye, depart of me, I have no need. And he's talking, in that context, it's talking about the body of Christ. One's a finger, one's an eye, one's a toe, that type of thing, okay? So you don't look at another person and just say, oh, I'm my calling so much more important than that one. No, no. Because every part of the body is essential. So, but we are, we, we want to be worthy of our calling, okay? So... That's, you could direct your 
prayers in that way. What is my calling, Lord? Please reveal it to me. If, if I'm not walking out of my calling, you know, and again, I've said this before, the Bible talks about this a lot, that we have books in heaven. The Bible specifically says that there are books in heaven about us. Okay. And then the Bible talks about the, the you know, the good, the pleasing and the perfect will of God. And what we want to do is fulfill whatever those books in heaven are as closely as possible to the way they are written, because I believe then we're getting near the perfect will of God. We want to fulfill our destiny. We want to fulfill our calling. We want to fulfill what is written about us in those books. I've gotten into this before about our books. I, I don't have time to get into it today, though. That's not debatable. It's not, oh, that's unbiblical. No, no, it's very scriptural, extremely scriptural. See, God knows the beginning from the end, right? Well, so these there's things already written about us. And most likely the angels are here to help us accomplish those things written about us in our books. And that's why we're not to grieve our angels and, and we're to try to work with them. Okay? And the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him, meaning God, and delivereth them. So it's like a team effort. Anyway, I'm getting off on just all kind of rabbit trails, but just things to think about, things to, you know, very, very important things I just mentioned. Uh, wherefore, we also we pray for you that God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. Okay, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to post these in the PDF for this, for this teaching. Okay, and honestly, I don't even know how I got off on that tangent. I, I forgot, but I, I, hopefully it was, it was uh, a blessing because I'm talking about Millie Weaver over here. And it wasn't a Bible study, but anyway, hopefully it'll bless you. Um, I, I just think that's something that we need to be doing, you know. Um, the Bible says, they that endure to the end, the same shall be saved as well. So we need to endure to the end and pray that we're accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. But the thing is, is if you don't believe that, if you're like, it doesn't matter, we're all going to die and the new order is going to get us and all this other stuff, well, then that might be exactly what happens because you're, that's not faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen according to Hebrews 11.1. 1. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. And the shield of faith is where you quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And the bigger your faith is, the more fiery darts of the wicked one you're going to quench. So the more protection you're going to have. If you're putting on the full armor of God every day, which you should be doing. These are just things that every Christian should be doing. Like every day. Standard fare. You know? And a lot of Christians that live out lives are suffering so much because they're not doing the basic things that the Bible says to do like a some type of lord's prayer get right with the lord every day forgive those that have sinned against you you know put on the full armor of god i, I believe praying psalm 64 was a gigantic deal breaker and changer in my life for, for me personally you pray psalm 91 there's a lot of psalms you can pray whatever you're convicted to do and if you haven't heard my teaching on psalm 64 it's life-changing for a lot of people it was for me uh, just key in Psalm 64 in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. And then, you know, another thing is deliverance and breaking curses off your life and these types of things. And I've, I've, I reposted this it's and it's going to be right after the prayer I just read for this date of, um, 
August 17, 2020, I posted those verses I just went over. And then I also posted the te the things I have on how to pass from curse to blessing uh, by Derek Prince. And it's just some prayers, basically. And then also the Win Whirly uh, Deliverance, two-part deliver. Really, you listen to the first one once, the first part, and then you, you go through the second part. And uh, I mean, I'm telling you. That is also life-changing. And that is also, you know, something that very few Christians do ever. I'm still doing it ongoing. I'm still doing it ongoing um, with these types of self-deliverance. Uh, and still seeing, you know, amazing results. But it's a process, and it's like unpeeling a layer of an onion. And the thing is, is also in this day and time that we're in, and Win Worley said this before, it's like these things want to, like certain things want to try to jump back on you. Not maybe something that you've been delivered from, but whatever. Especially if you're, if you're living, trying to live your life for God. They're going to try to slow you down. You're always going to have attacks that you're, a lot of times you're not aware of because it's in the unseen world. And these types of things help. To battle that and that granted the types of prayer that we just said too that's another way to battle those things there's a lot of different tools at our disposal binding and loosing you know warfare prayers putting on the full armor of god praying some imprecatory prayers like psalm 64 um being right with the lord confessing you know making sure you're 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 right with god and there's just a lot of ways that we can ensure that you know we're going to be our best for god and i'm not any great example of that but i can tell you and and, and put you in and direct you into areas where you can move in that direction um anyway so going back to this with this millie weaver thing and um the deep state is now run by lawless treasonous criminals who will do anything to silence critics and whistleblowers and then millie weaver or millennial millie began releasing a new documentary film called shadowgate the deep state went into action according to the deep deep background sources she was abducted by the deep, deep state operators and being held under false authority of the deep state operatives she was arrested she was not arrested by any lawful process i mean it was a it's like a clown show really but she's in jail i mean <laughs> she's in jail and there was no legitimate grand grand jury indictment supposedly understand that this is a uh, this is a fast moving story uh if these sources are correct millie weaver and her husband are victims of a snatch and grab operation and a counterfeit indictment document may have been produced by the deep state uh but it would have been created completely outside any legitimate process of law much like obama's fake birth certificate millie weaver is now a political prisoner of the deep state this is what they do to enemies who expose them since her abduction a multitude of users have uploaded her film to brighteon.com. The free speech alternative to YouTube, brighteon.com links have all been blacklisted by Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, of course, yeah. For obvious reasons, but now you can watch them at the thing below. I hear it's on YouTube. It's on Alex Jones's site now. I give you two links here. Stay tuned. Now, I, I'll just say this. I watched a good portion of it. And it looked like some very you know legitimate stuff they were getting into and exposing and i'm all for it but again what did it do clearly what did this documentary clearly clearly do 100 it fed into the whole trump's a wonderful perfect puritanical guy fighting for our rights 
and look at all these bad guys, these horrible deep state actors that are trying to go against Trump and, you know, get him thrown out of office or get him impeached or whatever, whatever the agenda was. Um, so ultimately, while yes, I believe there was a lot of truth in the documentary. Now, I didn't watch the whole thing. And I'm, I'm not, maybe there was other stuff at the end that was not as good. I don't know. But what I did see, that was clearly what was being, now, was was what she was saying in the documentary valid regarding these deep state people that are, and gr granted, um, there's reasons for this as well. And I'm going to get into that. Um, uh, I'm not going to get into it quite yet. I had a listener ask me that question again. What would I've answered? I think I've answered it over and over and over again in my teachings regarding if Trump was this horrible person, why is all the people on the other side against him? And that was the whole narrative that I bought into for a couple of years myself when his actions weren't so overtly evil. Okay, I'm going to get into that a little bit later. I have explained my position on this though over and over again. Okay, and I, I'm, I'm going to wait until I have the question or, or I'm just going to end up restating it then. Um, but... I wasn't wild about that aspect of the show because, again, everybody tiptoes around Trump in alternative media. Most of them. I mean, there's, there's some exceptions, but most of them tiptoe around him and it's all this big, and it's the whole Q phenomenon. You know, Trump's this wonderful, courageous warrior that's in the background fighting for our rights, even though he's given, you know, billions to Gabby, the vaccine alliance, and which Bill Gates basically controls, and um, they're going to come out with a vaccine at the end of the year and administer it powerfully and with force through the military out of Trump's own mouth. But I'm supposed to ignore that. I'm supposed to ignore the 5G kill grid that he's setting up to enslave us all and to actually make uh, corona-like coronavirus like things in our body because 5g is actually capable of doing this i just covered that a couple weeks ago as well to create the kill grid to um monitor everything single thing we, he's absolutely on the spear tip of 5g and 6g but we're supposed to ignore that because remember trump is our savior and he's coming to save us all in the end and that's another reason that the christians have went to sleep and I think too, you could act, you could honestly put the preacher of rapture thing in there as well. Okay. And if I believed, like I did for a long time, that the preacher of rapture was correct, I would still say that was valid because the preacher of rapture does tend to produce that fruit in a lot of people. I'm sorry, it does. A lot of people think we're going to get out of here, nothing's going to happen. So I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride and do nothing because I'm out of here soon. And I'm sorry. If that offends people, I'm sorry. But that is, man, maybe you're a pre-trib trib believer that is the exact opposite of that. Great. Good for you. That's the way you should be. God bless you and God, um, God commend you, okay? I'm talking about the ones that use it as an excuse to do nothing. Now, you have that and then you also have the whole Trump phenomenon, where people are just, well, he's, you know, we got to get him elected. That's all that matters. We got to get reelected again. That's all that matters. And then we'll have another four years. We can go back to sleep. I'm sorry. That's what I'm seeing. Now, I'm not saying I'm seeing it with my listeners. 
I'm not, this is not, I'm not indicting my listeners because I don't have very many people anymore emailing me defending Trump. In fact, it's almost non-existent at this point. So this isn't to you. So please. And again, I'm not trying to offend anybody, any of my pre-trib believer listeners. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. You know, um, but this is, this is something that those two factors, I believe, are made, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more later in the study, if I can get to it, who knows. I mean, now six-hour studies of the norm. I could, I could do 10 hours, but I, I, I can only go so long. And it's so much to even get a six-hour study together, especially if you're trying to do it every week. Oh, it's a lot. Um, anyway, this... Uh, this goes on and um let me, let me see what we've got here uh I, i'm not even going to play this video because it's so fluid i'm just going to go forward here this just broke i already kind of gave you an update of what i was hearing on alex jones this morning um and again this is from mike adams and here this is mike adams is such a double-minded person and the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. One minute he's Trump trained, next minute he's not. And this is what I see a lot. I've seen it from Dave Hodges. I've seen it from Mike Adams. I've seen it from a lot of people. Alex Jones, I've seen it from a little bit because Trump's done so many egregious things that it's hard for them to constantly reaffirm that Trump is our only hope when he's doing overtly wicked, evil things. Okay. And it's like, yeah, but the good things he's doing cancel out all the wicked, evil things and it cancels out all of his wicked, evil past too, right? Don't you know that? No, it doesn't actually. No, it really doesn't. This is from, this is the title from Mike Adams. Was Millie Weaver declared an enemy combatant? And again, it can't be by anything having to do with Trump. By Obama's stay behind deep state actors. Now granted, Trump wouldn't have any, any reason to want this information to not come out because it paints him in a very positive light but again it's always about the narrative of that we can never blame trump for anything we got to tiptoe around trump he is he we got to get him reelected. um biden evil trump good right left paradigm constantly over and over and over and when i again and i've said this before and I mean this, uh, I, I really believe that we're at this time, this quote I keep saying um, by um, William Casey, CIA director, 1981, told the newly elected President Ronald Reagan, quote, we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. And that's including right-left paradigm. We got, we got the right believing Trump's a good guy, that he's here to to save you that if you just get him reelected again everything's going to be great he's fighting for you and we got the left we they're already totally deluded and deceived and serving satan overtly okay but i believe we're at this point with, that william casey predicted in 1981 told it to newly elected president ronald reagan We'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. Now, does this also line up with 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 where it says, and for this cause regarding this is the time of the falling away of the church, the apostasy, and then that wicked be revealed, meaning the Antichrist, he's not been revealed yet, but could be getting close. We know, we know the, the falling away of the church is occurring. 
All you got to do is look around. FEMA clergy response teams, 501c3 church, worldly, all the worldliness that's slept, all the false Bible versions, all, I mean, that, there's not, there's no debate on the falling away of the church at this point. And the, God says at that time, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie. And I, I believe that's where, what we're in right now. And why it's so important to pray for truth and wisdom and understanding and knowledge. But all of those are connected with the fear of God. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and deliver them. I said that verse before. But the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Pray for the fear of God. Okay? Because... The fear of God will impart those things to you, like wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, which I don't believe most people that identify as Christians are operating them because I, I can look at their mindset and their fruit, and it's like, oh, yowza. Oh, boy, you don't really know what's going on, do you? And I don't mean that in a condemning, mean, judgmental way. I'm just saying it's like, oh, wow, not good. You know? Um, yeah. Why? Well, the Bible says, um, 2 Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Most people that call themselves Christians right now, Satan has got a total advantage of them because they're totally ignorant of his devices. And that's what we discuss every week in this ministry. Contending for truth. We're, we're trying to give you truth. We're trying to expose the devices of Satan. The Bible says in Matthew 24, 24, if it were possible, Jesus said, they shall deceive the very elect. So, sure, it's possible. And I think a lot of people are deceived. Uh, you know. Hosea 4, 6, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know. And then it says, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also be a priest to, me, priest to thee no more, and I will also reject your children. So what you do actually affects your children as well. I just, I, I think most people that are walking around are in absolute total delusion at this point. I really do. I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm not saying that in a, in a condescending, sanctimonious, holier-than-thou way. I'm just saying what I'm, I'm seeing. This whole mask thing, the, the church is totally going along with all this stuff. They're going along with the mask thing, the testing. They're going to go along with the vaccines. You know they are. These people aren't even going to be fully human anymore. It's inserting other DNA and RNA codes into our DNA. It's inserting them into our DNA. We're not going to be fully human anymore. If we take these, there's never been a successful messenger RNA vaccine ever brought to market, human. And they're skipping all the animal trials and they're rushing all the human trials. And we're not even going to know the truth on that anyway. And they're culturing them off aborted babies. And it's got foreign DNA in it? And you think we're, you think that's not going to affect you on a spiritual level? I'm not saying to my listeners, but people in general? Oh, man. I've never seen deception like this. And the church is just going right along with it for the most part, as far as I can see. Yeah, there's certain issues that they seem to be more aware of. But, man, I mean, it's like, what am I to think? It's scary. I, and, again, that's why this ministry does exist, to to expose that. So... Um, you know, the way that Mike Adams has this worded was Millie Weaver secretly declared an enemy combatant by Obama's stay behind deep state actors. You know, you can't, everything's got to be right, left paradigm, everything. 
Now, I'm going to explain later again about this whole thing with Trump in the faction of the Illuminati he represents and the faction of the Illuminati that, yes, most likely is fighting against him. I do believe it's all part of this play, this theater that we're seeing. But I do, yes, I do believe they're jockeying for position because his faction of the Illuminati is different from the Bushes and the Obamas and the Clintons and the Pelosi's and the Schumer's. It's, it's different. They're jockeying for power and position. The, the Illuminati is not just big one ha big happy family. So this starts out by saying the Common Sense Show has posted a question that raises important new questions about Millie Weaver's arrest, including the fact that the authorities are apparently claiming Weaver and her husband have been indicted under a secret grand jury indictment. Is this the Soviet Union or something? Since when are U.S. citizens arrested being charged under the secret grand jury indictments? Adding to the questions, Alex Jones of InfoWars also said in a video posted yesterday that Millie Weaver isn't being officially told what she's even being charged with. Other media sources are currently reporting that the Portage County Jail in Ohio is claiming they have Weaver and her husband in custody. And again, there's a picture that came out of Weaver, Millie Weaver and her friend that's in there. And they are claiming the following charges are included against them in the secret indictment. Robbery, obstruction of justice, tampering with evidence, and domestic violence. All these charges appear to be completely fictitious. The Washington Standard cites Walter Fitzpatrick, who engaged in many years of research and action against unlawful grand juries. Fitzpatrick explains, quote, Discussions at the Free Republic suggest we're dealing with an Ohio state grand jury. If so, Ms. Weaver has suffered false arrest and unlawful imprisonment at the hands of an unconstitutional unconstitutionally assembled collection of people appropriating the title of grand jury millie weaver's grand jury if it was an ohio state grand jury is a complete fraud her arrest can be quashed and she can be released to freedom right now well that's easier said than done but incidentally this is precisely the type of kind of jury fixing jury tampering jury rigging millie weaver actually addresses in the last 25 minutes or so of shadowgate which is this documentary she put out now i didn't watch the last 25 minutes so yeah furthermore there was no arrest warrant produced at the time of the arrest and according to the public video of the arrest it appears there was only a single law enforcement officer present at the arrest yeah it's very very strange weird and again i don't have all the facts on this at this point so i don't really want to say a whole lot more um, but it does appear to be a legitimate arrest and it does to be extremely evil what they're doing. Okay, so now totally switching gears, we're going to go to Black Lives Matter, which is actually run by three high-level witches. Just so you know. Now you know why the fruit that they produce is so evil. I've said this many, many times. When it comes down to it in the end times, when you're going to have an amalgamation of all the different lukewarm cults and false religions, and, and some of them aren't lukewarm, but I mean, lukewarm Christianity is going to amalgamate itself with, you know, Buddhism and, and Taoism and Islam. They're all going to come into the one world religion, but the, but the backbone of the one world religion will be witchcraft. Okay. So this is just further kind of evidence of that. Brian Wilson presents a video compilation where nationally syndicated radio host Bishop Larry Gathers exposes the Western African Odo Ifa witchcraft practiced by the founders and the leaders of Black Lives Matter. They're three black uh, voodoo kind of high priestesses, evidently. 
because I, that's where voodoo came from is africa okay the voodoo that went into into haiti and all of that was brought there by the slaves they brought there now and this isn't an indictment on black people i'm just saying that's where it came from and this is very it, it very much smacks of of to me like a voodoo type of african uh religion which is at the heart now voodoo is extremely powerful you want to know about my dealings with voodoo and how i overcame it uh i had voodoo high priest trying to kill me and i think it was probably more than one and if you want to hear about that just key in uh supernatural in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com it's my, my supernatural experiences i've given that testimony before but god delivered me from that and voodoo is is very 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 powerful high level form of witchcraft I mean, if you if you're trying if you mess with voodoo, apart from being saved, and apart from God's protection, oh, I mean, it is, it is really brutal. It's very, 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 very serious. That form of witchcraft. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and play play this. Do witches run Black Lives Matter? Um, and maybe I'm sharing too much, but we become very intimate with. Now this is. Melina Abdullah, co-founder of Black Lives Matter in Los Angeles. And she's talking to this other uh, high priestess here. And they're talking about Black Lives Matter and, I guess, witchcraft. The spirits that we call on regularly, right? Like, each of them seems to have a different presence and personality. You know, I laugh a lot with Waikisha, you know. And I didn't meet her in her body, right? Yeah. I'm her through this work it's it's a it's a so i don't know what she meant by that i didn't meet her through her body i don't know if she asked her projected to her I, I don't know but they're talking about the spirits they call upon and these are not holy spirits okay these are demons devils and fallen angels they're summoning and this is the this is the foundation of black lives matter this is the power upon which black lives matter runs now, you have to understand, Black Lives Matter has done pretty well for itself recently. you got the whole, the whole corporate world aligned with it. You've got all the sports players taking knees for Black Lives Matter. You've got swaths of people, they put bumper stickers on their cars, and they go out and they protest, and they, and they go crazy over it, and all this other stuff. But no other lives matter but Black Lives, even though, even though the, the black populations abort more, more of their children per capita than any other by far now again that's not an indictment against my nice black listeners i'm just saying statistically speaking that is a fact obviously we've exposed black lives matter for what it is but this is the foundation this is the bedrock upon which it runs and the bible says if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do the foundation was corrupt from the beginning therefore nothing good can come from a corrupt foundation and it obviously has one if you build your your house on witchcraft you're you're building it on the most corrupt foundation you can build upon and all it will do is produce wicked fruit but understand these witches are are casting spells over people particularly in america to blind them and to geld them so that they will not say anything against it because then it becomes this black white you know paradigm of oh you can't say anything against black lives matter or as, particularly as a white person or you're racist understand they're using witchcraft to reinforce that lie that i just spoke
where white people or black people or whoever, Asians or, or whatever, Central America, you can't say anything against it. Understand, why do the people feel that way? Why do people think, well, I, I don't know, I, I, I probably shouldn't say anything against it because it's politically incorrect and I'll get in trouble. What's the source of all that? Why, why do you feel bound? Because it's witchcraft. You're feeling the effects of witchcraft. When you can't, when you feel like, well, I can't say anything against it. It's overtly wicked and evil. I got to be politically correct. No, it's overtly wicked and evil. Witchcraft is why it's prospered is the whole point I'm trying to make here. And we need to, in prayer, battle directly against that. That the foundations of all this wickedness in America, like Black Lives Matter, Antifa, MoveOn.org, the foundations of all the wicked and corrupt politicians, their power bases, that it be cut off, severed, destroyed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That God would lose legions of angels to do that. Combine it with prayer and fasting. And the Bible says, where two, uh, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So that's how you amplify prayer, is by gathering together. I'm telling you how to battle this, because they're battling it with witchcraft. They're, they're, they're bringing this forth, Black Lives Matter, and this whole um, black-white civil war paradigm that we're seeing here, that is all being brought forth with high-level African witchcraft, which is the highest level just about that there is. The Kabbalah may, you may have an argument that the Kabbalah is more powerful. I don't know. But it's up there. Very important practice. Um, hashtags are, for us, are way more than a hashtag. It is um, Now, this is Patrice Cullors, co-founder of Black Lives Matter and trained Marxist, Marxist organizer. So all they represent is wickedness and evil. These witches. These overt self-admitted witches all they represent is wickedness and evil almost resurrecting a spirit so they can work through us to get the work that we need to get done i started to feel personally she just said that they're resurrecting spirits they're not resurrecting them they're just they're calling upon them they're empowering them through witchcraft to get their work done they're admitting it they're admitting that's how that's how black lives matter has prospered is through these devils and demons and fallen angels that they have summoned. Connected and responsible and accountable to them. Um, both. So they're accountable to the demons and devils? Yeah. Um, from what I've heard, if you're in witchcraft, the further you go up, the more you understand how much in bondage you really are. Because you realize you have really no power and that you're just a pawn for Satan. And that, yes, you can cast a circle or cast a pentagram or a hexagram or whatever you're going to do in order to summon a spirit. But ultimately, you're the one that's enslaved. And the more you do it, the more you realize that Satan is a cruel taskmaster and there's nothing that you can ever do that would appease him. And you will get attacked if you don't do what Satan tells you to do. And ultimately, you're going to be used up and destroyed if you don't break free from that through the Lord Jesus Christ. A deeply political place, but also from a deeply spiritual place, and um, always, you know, in, our, in, in my tradition, you offer things that that your loved one who passed away would want, you know, um, whether it's like honey or tobacco, things like that. So and it's it's just flat out 
making offerings to devils, honey, tobacco. That that's probably some of the very mild things, you know, baby's blood, uh, babies, animal sacrifice. That's more the norm. I'm sorry, but you look at voodoo. You know, they're killing, you know, at the low level, they're killing chickens, they're killing goats, they're, they're and I mean, I'm talking, they're, they're slitting their throats right there and letting the blood come out and, and they're, you know, putting the blood all over them and drinking the blood and that type of stuff. Now, if they had their druthers, but they can't do this overtly, they would always use a baby. They'd always use a baby or a young child to vampirize the innocence. The witchcraft has greater power. It's more pleasing to Satan for them to sacrifice a child than it would be a goat. So there's more benefit from them from a power standpoint if they use a child as opposed to a goat or a chicken. I'm, I'm just flat out telling you, I'm giving you the honest truth here. I, I've been studying this stuff with witchcraft and, and battling high-level witches that have tried to kill me on more occasions than I can even... I'll, I, the, only, the only time I'll ever know how many witches have tried to kill me is when I'm on the other side of this because God will reveal to me all the times he protected me from them. And I've given you my, my testimonies on that. Just key in Jasmine j-a-s-m-i-n black-eyed the black-eyed witch that one that was one of the many that was revelatory uh the things i found out regarding that but um yeah i've had put up a lot of broadcasts about that and the lord jesus christ protected me and the prayers of my listeners praise god and taylor that's it's so important not just for us to be in direct relationship to our people who've passed, but also for them to re know they've, we've remembered them. Uh, okay, now the people that she's referring to that have passed were also practicing what they, now they're in hell, okay? They're not connected to them in any way, shape, or form. These women are in absolute total demonic delusion. Total delusion. They, they know no truth at all. They're absolutely deceived. There's no connection to people in hell. Okay, but they think that they're doing this for these ancestors. Ancestor worship's a big thing in a lot of, you know, Eastern type religions and African religions and these types of, it's all based on lies and deception though, because Satan is very good at what he does. The whole thing about, oh, I did a seance and I heard dearly departed Uncle Joe and it was, and it, it was speaking out of this woman and it sounded just like Joe. That's because it's a familiar spirit that was emanating and operating through Joe when he was alive and you're hearing Joe's voice because that demon and devil knows everything about Joe because he probably spent his whole life in Joe. And then Joe died and went to hell because typically I don't think they're going to speak through Christians that, you know, I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Joe died and went to hell. And now they're summoning dearly departed Joe. Okay, but that's you're not summoning Joe. You're summoning the familiar spirit. The Bible talks about familiar spirits. That exact phrase, just key, key it in. The keyword search box on Blue Letter Bible online. Those spirits are familiar with you and your actions. Or when you have, well, I saw this one the other day again. Little kid is born. And all of a sudden, he's like, as soon as he can talk, he's starting to talk about, like, in this particular instance, I think it was like, yeah, I flew a bomber mission over uh, over the Solomon Islands in 1942 or whatever, okay? And they're like, how could you know that? Well, I'm basically the reincarnation of that, of that guy that flew those bomber missions over Solomon Islands in 1940. And then all of these specifics that's emanating through this child, okay? 
All that is is that familiar spirit that was in that person that died in World War II when he died for some reason or another, and I don't exactly know how it all works, it ended up in that child. And that child has that guy's memories to a certain extent. Now, normally the memories are, uh, usually it's only when they're a little child up until like a certain age. And then a lot of times those memories fade away and go away. That's typically what happens. But that's not a good thing. That's, that's, that's a lie from the pit of hell. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. Okay, you're not, you don't get the reincarnation wheel of karma garbage. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. So that's how it goes. This generational curses and things like this permit these things to happen. This is why it's important to break them off us. And that's why I gave that, you know, there's a lot that can be done on those lines. And I, I gave you those things at the start of the PDF for this date with the uh, Derek Prince and the Wind Whirly. But that's just really kind of like entry level stuff. It's very, very important. And if you did nothing else, it'd be great if you did those procedures and you really should do them more than once. Um, I've done the Win Whirly one, I don't know, six or seven times, you know, and I, I hadn't done it for a long time and I did it again, I don't know, a couple months ago and it was like it was almost doing it like the first time. Again, it's like impeling a layer of an onion, okay, and you get to deeper levels and um, anyway, I'm going off on all kind of tangents, but it's it's applicable to this stu- subject. Um, I, I believe so many of them work through us. Black Lives Matter uh, is ran by three witches who are led. Okay, now this is Bishop Larry Gators, host and moderator of Global Spiritual Revolution Radio. He's saying, he's a black man. He's saying Black Lives Matter is run by three, essentially, witches practicing African witchcraft. He's talking to pastors Neville and Wendy McDonald. Being witches, Alicia Garza, Patrice. Uh, and again, uh, women can't be a pastor, not according to the Bible. Sorry, there's there's no Bible for it whatsoever. Um, uh, that is very 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 clear. The pastor is to be, you know, the husband of one wife, not the other way around. So whenever I see that, it makes me cringe. And I've done studies on this: what women can do for the Lord. It's not chauvinistic. It's just what the Bible says. You can key that in the keyword search box as well. And um, sorry, but I mean, it, it's very, that's a very, very important subject. It, because we've strayed so far on so many different levels in the church, it's no wonder the church is powerless. It's no wonder that the vast majority of the church, I should say, is powerless. Not the remnant, not the true remnant, not the ones that are, have separated themselves, but the vast majority of the 501c3 corporate FEMA clergy response team churches where you've got women, yeah, you've got lesbian pastors too. Those are, anything goes. You got gay pastors. You got a, reading every kind of crazy Bible version, you know, interpreting it whatever way they want, bringing in kind of spiritual meditative practices into the church, bringing yoga into the church. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Never ends. Having rock concerts in the church, you know, never ends. Well, it's no wonder the church is totally gelded and impotent regarding this. There's, there's no power because a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. Leaven is a type of sin. It's, it's in the Bible is referred to as a lot of times. Jesus Christ referred to as bad doctrine, but leaven is a type of sin. You let it in and it permeates, and it and it ends up affecting. And they don't realize they've been affected. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. The Bible says that's very, very clear. So don't let 
if you're don't let any man or woman overcome you and when you go to a church like that it's very insidious you don't know what's happening and you could be in there for, for many, many years and think, oh, my pastor is great, it's this and that, and not realizing you're under total delusion because of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. So these types of people will bring you into bondage. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. Uh, cursed be the man that trusteth in man or woman, trusted a man or a woman, and then make a flesh his arm, meaning you're leaning on the arm of flesh, Whose heart departed from the Lord, meaning your heart will depart from the Lord when you do that. So, going further. Colors and Opatometi, she's of Nigerian descent, they are all three are part of the Black Bule Seeker Society. And there are witches, they're warlocks in the entire spiritual dogma or doctrine of Black Lives Matter is from the West African religion called. Odu Ifa, capital O D U, then spacing capital I F A. But over three thousand different. Now they're showing pictures of these people practicing Odu Ifa, and it's just like it's like just like voodoo looks like. They're showing Africans doing it, real Africans in Africa practicing this is what I'm assuming here, and it looks smacks very very heavily of voodoo. Religions in Africa or Akibalon is rooted in witchcraft and divination. I feel like in our in our tradition and our tradition. Okay, now these are witches. Back to the witches of Black Lives Matter. Practice and people who practice, you know, traditions from West African um, places. Uh, one of the big things is remembering your ancestors, and I feel they're showing they're they're using schnapps and some type of witchcraft. I mean, alcohol is is many many times used in high level witchcraft. Like part of the the story uh, <clears throat> in the building of blm was about so girl i mean they're they're they takes the alcohol he spits it into this little demon container i mean it's it or it's just it's just madness it's confusion and god is not the author of confusion it's idolatry it's witchcraft it's divination it's everything the bible forbids us to do as christians now granted they're not they're not forbidden to do it in their religion that's how their religion is practiced but it's this is how we know something is wicked i mean this is so overtly evil and wicked there there's i mean it's not like oh i wonder if this is good no this is overtly evil and wicked oh, remembering and and remembering our people not based off of a white supremacist memory which would be about you know slandering them and putting their names in the newspaper and showing their mug shots and but instead remembering them from the place that they're so i don't i don't know where she was going with that but it didn't it sounded just whatever uh, unbelievable i mean if I, I don't even want to go into it mothers and their fathers and their family would want us to remember them and even if we didn't know them personally so these three witches uh alicia guards here's a picture of these three witches and they're at some kind of conference and they've literally got their own voodoo witch staff that has all the voodoo accoutrements weird things hanging off it feathers and beads and like verbiage and weird paint it's absolutely totally and this is in america you could tell they're in america at a conference together 
This is the foundation of Black Lives Matter. But to Maddie, okay, and Patrice Colors are using the psyop of the witch. And what we, one of the things you can pray is that God strip Black Lives Matter bare of all of its witchcraft power. And Antifa and every single one of these other, wherever witchcraft is propagated or promulgated, Hollywood, the Illuminati, the Rothschilds, every bit, the Kabbalistic witchcraft, the synagogue of Satan is doing, that God cut that off at the root, pull it up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and render it powerless and expose it for what it is. Craft religion of Odu Ifa, which concentrates on six points of demonic possession and demonic influence through demonic performance nice, of nice. what libations because the term libation means the liquid of darkness when we come out did you know that that's what that word means i, I always thought of that's like libations like uh you know like a mixed alcoholic drink i don't know that was just the loose loose definition that came in into my Ed, but I don't know. Whoa. To the streets. And we pray. You know, the first thing that we do when we hear of a murder is we come out, we pray, we pour a libation, we build with the community where um, the person's life was stolen. Okay, so this is the George Floyd, obvious George Floyd reference, okay? George Floyd, the career criminal, uh, porn star, woman beating, woman assaulting. Uh, pointed a gun to the the pregnant woman's stomach when she was uh, well pregnant and uh, beat beat her senseless. Uh, career drug addict. That one where his life was stolen. Now new footage has come out and all he was doing is resisting resurrection. He was saying, "I can't breathe." Way, 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 way before the supposed death ever took place, and who knows if that even happened? Because I believe to a certain extent there's a good likelihood that was a staged event. So they would go there and pour out libations over where the person's life... And again, this is witchcraft. This is exactly witchcraft. So I guess that she would take whatever alcohol is... Now, when those voodoo high priests tried to kill me... I'll, I'll just say this real quick again. Um, and probably if you listen to my supernatural teaching, where I'm probably going to give you better detail. Because it was fresher in my mind then. But... I was in there one day and the, the voodoo high priest had already broke into our, our, our establishment and because I was trying to expose them. They were, they were staging accidents. I was working in the clinic right across the way and there was this clinic run by this wicked corrupt um, attorney that had hired these Haitians and they were going out and they were staging accidents. And I found out about it and I called the cops on them. And um, I called the FBI, I called everybody. I didn't care. I'm like, you know, they don't need to be doing this. It's, it's wicked. It's evil. There was no doubt they were doing it. I mean, there was no doubt. And I was working in the clinic across the way, like literally across the parking lot from them. And um, they had tried to, they broke into our place. They put the voodoo white witch powder everywhere and all this other stuff. And, and um, I was in there. And one day I just got, and it was the middle of summer. I think it was like August. You know, Fort Myers, Florida, Southwest Florida. I'm always in. I'm always in a white shirt, long sleeve white dress shirt with a tie and dress pants and dress shoes. That's how I dress every day as a doctor. 
I don't want to wear, I'm sorry, I just don't, I would never wear scrubs. Never. I'm, I'm not, I'm number one, I'm not an MD and I feel like I'd be in pajamas, but because they're always trying to get me to wear scrubs. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going into surgery. I'm, I'm a chiropractor. Anyway, so got this conviction to walk outside and there was a, um, the back of the building to go to the back of the building, probably about, I don't know, 20 feet, walk out the door, make a right. 20 feet make another right i'm in the back of the building and there's this there's this thin line of mulch with visqueen underneath it the plastic stuff that keeps the mulch from washing away and there's a chain link fence on my left and there's a brick wall on my right and that was the back of the building right where my right where the clinic i was working in was and then, then i'm walking and i'm like lord why am i out here and i just got this and i didn't hear god's audible voice. i just it was a conviction more than anything and i looked down and i see this piece of visqueen that's kind of like ruffled up this black visqueen that, that the mulch sits on and i'm like okay well and i got this conviction that i needed to move the visqueen back and i did with my with my foot and what's facing up for me is the bottle of a um a, a bottle i'll just say a bottle for now clear bottle buried upside down i'm like what is that like, oh, it's probably some voodoo stuff. So I reach down, I pick it up, and it's a full fifth of Haitian rum with the label removed. And on the, the cap is a red pentagram. Not a good sign, okay? And then it says R-H-U-M on the side, which is Haitian, which is French for rum. Because French Creole is, you know, it's French. And I even spoke a little bit of French Creole to my patients. So I had some, I interacted with Haitian patients as well. And, um, so I'm like, okay, what is this? And I flip it over, I'm looking at it and I bring it around side and we had, um, my employer had hired a Haitian, um, receptionist and we had a driver. Okay. We were doing everything all on the up and up. The other clinic across the road was doing everything illegally and very, very badly. But the two people that we had employed, I didn't, I'm not the one employed, it was not my idea. They were Haitians and they, when they saw the bottle, you would have thought that it was World War, the world was ending, essentially. The commotion, the panic, the tear was unbelievable. So I brought it around the side, I put it right there on, on, it was on the side of the parking lot. And they came out and they were like, they were going nuts. They were like, oh, screaming and, and, and you touched that, you touched that. And they were, they were looking at me like, I'm dead. I'm, I'm dead. I touched this bottle. Because evidently it's one of the highest curses you can put on somebody. And they had hired a voodoo high priest to kill me. I remember I even got one of his business cards. Claire, our receptionist had went and, and went over across the place and they, they basically told us what they're doing she brought back the business card and gave it to me it was a white card red red writing and i i i don't remember the guy's name it was like it's probably joseph or something i don't name joseph or and then it was it and then it said high priest of voodoo like voodoo and then it had all these it had like a pentagram in it and uh all these little potions and stuff on the business card 
And this is the this is the guy they hired to kill me because I had turned them in. And I'm like, I'm I'm like, none of this moves me, Claire. I'm like, my God's bigger than all of this. I don't care how high and, and how bad and how big and bad the voodoo guys are. I don't care. My God is bigger. Bring it. Bring it. Bring the high heat, man. Bring everything you got. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I mean, I had it up in my eyeballs anyway. They're breaking into our place, putting white voodoo witch powder down and stuff. Nothing happened. I prayed against it. Nothing happened. But Claire and Abner were freaked out. The receptionist and the driver. And Abner came out and he was he was going nuts. And he starts spitting on the bottle. And then he went in and I remember he brings out a Walmart bag, like a plastic bag. And he doesn't want to touch the bottle. So he grabs it. And he puts it in his car and he whisks it away. I, I heard that he threw it in the Clusatchee River later. I wish I would not have let him do that. I, I, I didn't know he was going to do that. And it was like he did it before I could even really stop him. What I really want, wanted to do is march it back over to the clinic across the street. Put it on their front desk and say, I think you, you missed something. Or, or you, you, um, you forgot something. Just to let them know. But he didn't give me the opportunity. Well, I, I hate to say this, but Abner was uh, was dead within about, I think, three or four years. He got, somebody um, shot him in the head, put it that way. Um, nothing ever happened to me. And that clinic shut down. Abner wasn't a Christian, though. They said they were, but they had no faith at all. So many of the people I met that were Haitian were very 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 not they said they were christians but it was like yeah but i, I don't understand i mean you you're basically i don't know if you're practicing voodoo on the side and you say you're a christian which i th i really highly suspect was the case because if you look at statistics of haiti um 90 percent are catholic so they they view that as christianity which is you know idolatry and then 98% practice voodoo. Now, this is their own statistics. This is like, I don't know, statistical things, studies they've done. So most of the people amalgamate and integrate Catholicism into voodoo. And then they can still call themselves a Christian, but they're actually practicing voodoo. I suspect that's what was going on here. Claire came to me a little bit later. And... I, I think that we had we had gotten into a whatever because they were they were lazy. I'm sorry. They were really, really lazy. <laughs> I had a problem with their laziness, okay? And she came to me one day in the office and said, Oh, I, I don't blame you, Dr. Johnson. I don't. She says, My uncle is a high voodoo high priest in Okeechobee, which you've heard me talk about Okeechobee before. There's key in Okeechobee in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com about that that's a whole other can of worms but okeechobee is essentially in the middle of the state you've got fort myers and then if you go inland about a little more than halfway well no about halfway through okeechobee which is which the, the city of okeechobee is on the top of lake okeechobee and then if you go in another halfway then now you're you're to the west coast you're you know i'm, I'm sorry you're to the east coast of florida okay and she said that my uncle knew about what they were trying to do to you He's a voodoo high priest. And they and every single voodoo high priest from Miami to Fort Myers knew how they were trying to kill you. And evidently I had 
everything. I don't know if they were all trying to kill me or what. I don't know. But, see, that's my experience. My experience is seeing God move mountains. My experience is seeing God defeat. I don't care how many of them. I didn't have anybody praying with me either. I don't think. I didn't have a ministry back then. It was just me, pretty much. This would scare most Christians. Maybe I had some people praying for me. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, but by the grace of God, I got through that one, but, you know, God's bigger. So, see, when this subject really fires me up, because I've dealt, I guess that's why I'm so animated in this part, because I've dealt with this firsthand. And I've seen it defeated. But it's ironic to me that we're coming back to this whole voodoo thing and that this being the actual absolute source of the power of Black Lives Matter when it's one of the biggest 800-pound gorillas in the room that the church won't really say a whole lot about, mostly, because they don't want to be politically incorrect, which is typical. And it took almost a year for me to realize that this movement is much more than a racial and social justice movement at its core it's a spiritual movement because we're literally standing on spilled blood right which they love they love spilled blood they spill a ton of it in their in their ceremonies but they're acting all righteous like oh we're we're here and we're going to pour libations over where the blood was spilled or over where the, the 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 um the life was stolen and we're going to make it all right through witchcraft no you're just going to make it a hundred times worse which that's all you're gonna do and you can't pretend like that's work that's just like some organizing work that's you know that's some serious stuff right they give libations they pour liquid what they say unto the gods of africa yep it's all built on witchcraft when we say their names right so we speak their names we say her name, say their names. We do that all the, the people that died, I'm, I'm assuming. Time that you kind of invoke that spirit. And then those- Do they do it where you've got black on black crime? Like, which is the absolute vast majority of all black murders is black on black crime. Do they do it over? No, they would only do it over a site in the, in the when statistically speaking, the infinitesimal amount of times that a white cop kills a black man. Doesn't matter if the black man's guilty or not. Doesn't matter. That that is irrelevant. All that matters is the narrative. Nine black guys died last year, according to the FBI statistics, by cops. And I don't even, some of those may have been black cops killing black men. I don't know. Nine, which was down from like 23 from the year before. So those statistics have dropped because I'm sure the cops are so freaked out about all of this. They're treating all black people or a lot of them are treating black people, black men, with kid gloves. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how low the statistics drop. If if there's at least one per year, we need to stop everything. We need to have race race riots. We need to burn down the cities. We need to kick in the doors of suburbia and and, and demand the, the houses of the white people, which we're gonna talk about that next. We need to strip away every bit of rights from white people because, see, that fills their narrative. And that's reparations for slavery. Even though only it was like 2 to 
of people in the South held slaves during the Civil War. So the vast majority of descendants of America that are white wouldn't have anything to do with that. Nothing. Nothing in their bloodline at all. A lot of them, their ancestors were slaves. White slaves. Like from Ireland and those types of places. And not to mention that the blacks sold out their own race in Africa. They're the ones that sold the white people, the slaves that were brought here. The black, other black tribes sold out their own kind. That, you can't mention that either. That's a historical fact. And the Muslims, the part they played in slavery was gigantically huge back then. Can't say anything about that. No, no, no. Can't say anything about the blacks that moved here and migrated here that had nothing to do with slavery. But see, they deserve reparations too. And how you just include all white people in this. No, can't say anything about that. Because it's not, but see, it's witchcraft. The reason you're so aggravated over all of this, when you see this about Black Lives Matter, and it's so frustrating to you that other people can't see, is because the whole world is under the spirit of witchcraft and delusion, and they're buying into this lie, and it's driving you crazy because they can't see it. I don't blame you. I get it. I get it. I totally do. But understand the source of it. So attack the source. Which is the witchcraft. Which are, which are these witches. Ask God warfare in prayer to go against this. Because this is the source. That we need to. This is the root at which needs to be struck. Spirits actually become present with you, right? So then Black Lives Matter has 16 chapters in the United States and in Canada, which each chapter represents a name of a god or goddess in the Eiffel religion called Odu Eiffel, which has 16 points. 16 chapters of demonic possession. Black Lives Matter, they're operating through both omnikinesis and telekinesis. It's witchcraft. Wherever they go to create mayhem and destruction, they send witches. And every um, satellite head, every person of these 16 chapters of Black Lives Matter, they are a witch and a warlock. So with Black Lives Matter, they have molded themselves after a serpentine psychology. All three of these women's women are witches. They're warlocks. Spirituality is at the center of Black Lives Matter. Um, and I think that's not just for us. I feel like so many um, leaders and so many organizers um, are deeply engaged in, in a pretty in, um, important spiritual practice. I don't think I could I could do this work without that. I don't think I could do it as long as I've done it and as consistently. Um, it feels like if I didn't do that, it would be antithetical to this work. To defeat Black Lives Matter, to defeat the ANC, you can't defeat these organizations through the barrel of a gun. You can only defeat the ANC in Black Lives Matter through spiritual warfare. Yes. And, and I didn't even listen to this whole video. I, I had heard enough by like the three minute mark. I'm like, I'm just going to play this. I didn't even, I didn't even hear this yet. I mean, this is total confirmation of everything I just said. I didn't know he was going to go there, but he's absolutely 100% right. And like, 
any place that's an intercessory prayer group or whatever needs to have this video. Okay, so get the word out on this. I don't really emphasize that enough that, that we're, you know, of whom much is given, much is required. If you're listening to my studies, well, I'm sorry, but there's requirements from God. If you feel convicted about, well, this needs, I, um, this person really needs to hear this. And this person and this group really needs to know this. I can't do it all. I, I'm so maxed out with these six hour studies now and, and with the amount of content every week, I have no extra time. I mean, none. So whatever you can do along those lines, however God has you convicted, I would strongly recommend you do, do that to try to get the word out, to try to wake people up and pray, you know, when you send these things to people, pray over the tracks you put out, pray because that will amplify the power of, of what you're trying to accomplish. The Bible, both the Old and New Testament, it's clear that when we die, we no longer have cognitive thought or obviously the ability to communicate as if we are asleep. But man- No, I don't know where he's, that's soul sleep. So that's, there's no Bible for that at all. Okay, none. That's a, what is that, Seventh-day Adventist? I've got a whole file that debunks soul sleep. Okay, so, um when you die absent from the body is to be present with the lord yes you're fully you're fully conscious when you're present with the lord and when you go to hell you're fully conscious just look at noah or not noah but lazarus and the rich man the rich man was feeling every single thing down there so that's a lie from the pit of hell what what he just said there okay but again this is why i i have to just vet every single video because then you'll have all this truth and then this whopper of a lie comes along he was saying that because He's trying to prove a point about what he's going to say next, but he did it in a very unbiblical, totally unscriptural way. Okay. We're not allowed to access the people in heaven or people in hell in prayer. Okay. We're not allowed to communicate with them, period. Biblical script. That's all you need to know. You, you don't need to have the soul sleep doctrine introduced in there in, in order to justify that position and leaders of Black Lives Matter are in fact communicating and speaking with spirits or entities, who are they talking to? Demons? Yeah. Or are they just talking to themselves? Whether actual content- They're showing their, these, these women practicing witchcraft on their, probably on their own YouTube channels in the background if you want to see this stuff. I mean, it's kind of more the more palatable stuff. They're not like sacrificing goats and chickens. They do that off camera or humans. They do that off camera. But- Guaranteed, if they're at the top of Black Lives Matter, that's going on. Act is made or not, these sort of practices are forbidden by God, as clearly described in Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12. There shall not be found among you anyone that useth divination, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, yep. or a consulter with familiar spirits. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. Again, is Black Lives Matter run by witches yep. or just crazy bitches? This is Sorry, I didn't know about that. Is Brian Wilson with InfoWars. No, they're not they're not crazy. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. Um and again, why would you put out a Christian video and then cuss at the end? Why? It's just the, the <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, but I, it's, it's almost impossible for me to totally vet every single little thing before I put it out at this point because there's just so much content. But hopefully what I just said to you is life-changing, 
okay? Because I'm telling you, I spoke you the truth, and I've been through that. I have, I have been there, done it with voodoo, which is what we're talking about here. And our, um, our weapons are much greater than theirs, but we have to use them. We have to use them against this. So, uh, <clears throat> oh, I'm over on time here. So I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we will go to part two next. God bless you, and see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.